after show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Make sure you find the Raptors show wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and please rate and review our show. I'm your host, Olu, and I am joined in the first segment by Mo DeKeel, one of my favorite people on basketball Twitter. Mo, how you doing? I'm doing great. Will, how about yourself? Uh, I'm, I'm doing well, you know, just uh, trying to get through my workday uh, of, of not watching the World Cup. Um, currently nil-nil uh, between Poland and Argentina. We'll see what happens to Messi today. His legacy is on the on the line once again. Mo, I know you're a big soccer fan too, so I'm sure you've been taking in I the mean, World Cup. I, I, I take it in when I can. I'm not getting up early for a game. <laughs> Let me just put it you that way. On the West Coast, it's pretty early. Oh, so right. I, us- I usually wake up and go, oh, there's soccer on. Let me Let me put this on. Uh, minus the uh, Team USA, which I'll be tested with a 7 a.m. start on Saturday. That's going to be tough. Oh, I mean, that's a good result for you guys. You know, I, I thought you guys actually, I mean, I don't know. In Canada, obviously, we're, we're a little disappointed. Uh, two losses so far. We're already out. I think we were the first team out. But, um, no, USA actually looking kind of decent, even though um, I think it probably just has to do with the group in, in a way. But at the same time, you know, congrats to you guys uh, with the win last night. Okay, let's talk about basketball because to be honest you know i don't think people are here to hear us talk about soccer uh or or, or we'll get eviscerated for our soccer takes well speaking <laughs> of getting eviscerated for takes mo all right we, we have to get off we have to get to something at the very top here because you came on the show october 18th and you gave two takes all right this is this is your chance to apologize because you know how raptor fans are you know we're, we're, we're very petty we'll attach ourselves to every little comment um so you made two comments one you know, you did say it wouldn't shock you if the Raptors found a new home for OJ Anobi. Just to, like, not saying he's not a good player, but just to balance out the roster. And then you also said that Pascal doesn't always draw double teams, which I, I also, you know, don't agree with. But, you know, again, Mo, I just want to give you the space at the top of the show before Raptor fans hear the rest of this conversation. Do you want to take any of those things back? Well, first, I thought I'd never be invited back after oh, the, no, no, the, on, the way the Raptor fans reacted. I was like, I, I might be banned now. This might be a whole thing. Listen, at the this start of the democracy. season, I, at, at the start of the season, I don't take back the the thought of they might have to look to trade OG Ananobi to add pieces to this team. The way he's playing now, you can't trade him. Yes. Right. He's I phenomenal. Agree. It's 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 you know, it's that's the way the season goes. Right. On October 18th, you can have a thought of something, and then the way he plays changes that. And that's perfectly fine with in in, in that uh segment. I still think, yeah, I made a mistake in the way I phrased it of OG Ananobi doesn't get doubled a lot or doesn't command a double team. It's not it's in your prep for a team, is the way I mean it. Is they're not looking at the going like, hey, if he gets going, then we're gonna double him, but let's see how it goes right away. There's not a lot of teams that are coming out straight away. We got to double and get the ball completely out of his hands right away and, and make somebody else beat us. And that's that's kind of where I said it. So I misspoke a little bit there. But also, some of you guys mm. don't remember that I was the one saying this team was a top six team last season. And and, and some people were, 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 were acting like I'm just always anti-Raptors. I'm not, Will. I yeah. love the Raptors. Oh, you don't understand. Um uh... Uh, the, the Raptor fandom, people will flip, you know, quickly, very, very quickly. Um, 
So no I, love. I think after hearing this, I think people will, will be back on your side. Um, I doubt it, but <laughs> I'm sure I'll say something else. No, but come on. Like, Mo is one of the best people on, 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 on that, that, that bird app about... Uh, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, you're one of the best people on, on, on basketball Twitter. This is why we keep having you on. And look, listen, um, putting the Raptors aside, because look, the Raptors are healthier. There's a couple of things they're doing, and I'm sure we'll touch on those. But, you know, because it's the quarter mark of the season, I actually looked at the standings for the first time this year. Um, and, and obviously a lot's going to change. I think the big thing is just like obviously tons of teams are jumbled, right? When I'm looking at the standings here, so many teams in the Eastern Conference within two games of 500 or, or just straight up at 500 like the Brooklyn Nets are. Um, but a couple of things are standing out. Obviously, number one, the Celtics and the Bucks. No surprise here, but they're the class of the Eastern Conference. To me, they look head and shoulders above everyone else. And we can kind of start there. Um, if you had to pick one team between those two right now, who are you looking at as, as the class of the East? Because... Um, there's not that much to separate them, right? Because I think obviously they play that seven game series. Um, you know, Milwaukee has the, the the card of well, Chris Middleton wasn't healthy. Um, Boston has the card of well, we actually beat you. Um, so Mo, I'll ask you right there. Like right now, obviously those are the class of the East. But between those two, who, who do you like more right now? I still think I'm gonna go with Milwaukee, but it's so slim. Like, honestly, if you asked me this question in like two hours, I could probably have a different answer. Okay. Um, it's the, what should scare the rest of the Eastern Conference is the Celtics are doing this with a very average defense, and that defense will probably get better whenever they get Robert Williams back and assuming he could stay healthy. And the Bucks are doing this with a pretty pedestrian offense, mm. and they're on pace to get Chris Middleton back here shortly. So, you know, they're the, the way these two teams are playing and killing it without two major pieces is something the rest of the East should be concerned about. When I look at the Bucks, I just think the way Giannis just kind of melts teams, you know, and just runs through teams. And then if you had a healthy Middleton and he comes back, right, I think that team in the half court gets better. And I think that's one of those things you're watching for and you go, this is, it's going to be extremely difficult. And that's not to say Boston can't beat them in a series when, when both sides are fully healthy. I think it's just going to be another seven game series and another classic for us. Yeah, um, it is. It's definitely going to be a classic, and I'm actually really looking forward to seeing it um, again because hopefully everyone's just healthy for that one. Um, the numbers on Boston right now, and I think a lot of people have touched on this, but it just it's it's absurd. The Celtics have eight guys shooting forty percent or better from three. Like by comparison, the Raptors have one guy doing that right now, and it's Malachi Flynn, who's obviously not even playing that much, especially when guys are healthy. Uh, the Celtics are making sixteen point seven threes per game. As a comparison, the the Warriors with KD, the three years they had him, uh, that was KD, Steph, and Clay. Um, they averaged 12 threes per game in 2017, uh, 11, and then 13 in, in 2018 and uh, 2019. So the Celtics are literally above that super team version of the Warriors with three of the greatest shooters of all time at the moment. Um, yeah, what do you think is behind that? Like, wh why do you think the Celtics are just shooting that well from three? I think one is they're getting so many more open looks with just their drive and kick game. Mm. I think when you're, when you're watching it, it's Tatum's creating a ton, you know, besides smart uh, Tatum creates a ton. Brown creates a ton with just their driving kick opportunities. You have Brogdon coming off the bench, another creator in, in everything like that. They're just getting a ton of open looks and these guys are good shooters. I think that number will go down 
obviously it's pretty insane that they're the the rate they're shooting now i can't imagine that lasting all season mm. but this would be a phenomenal feat for a team to to be a, uh, a as a team be a 40 percent three-point shooting team it'd be pretty impressive but i think guys like al horford will will probably hit a little bit of a skid and things like that but ultimately when you watch this team offensively they play so well and so cl- uh together as a group it's it's something that you watch it this is what they were doing at the start of last season mm, yeah watching it this year it's it's really like it's kind of just has you in awe when you watch them of how well they move the ball yeah there's a lot of um you, you know what, what what was the Sp- the old spurs thing about like 0.5 right that you you make a decision of whether you're gonna pass shoot or drive in 0.5 seconds and the ball doesn't really stick i mean like the, the Celtics obviously will give the ball to, to Tatum and Brown and let them attack and let them create. But as soon as that ball comes out to the perimeter, to some of the role players, they never hold on to the ball. It's, it's actually kind of amazing. They always are getting open corner threes, which is uh, it's definitely going to help for a percentage. Yeah, they're, they're a really tough team. I'm, I'm really looking forward to when the Raptors sort of face up against them because I think that you know, the Raptors obviously are going to be really creative with their defenses. But at the same time, the, the Celtics right now are just on another level offensively. Yeah, Milwaukee is... I mean, Milwaukee's really terrifying, right? Especially when Brook Lopez can play like at this level, right? Because when you think about, you know, the Raptor fans here, we're starting to do the very, very early campaigning for OJ and OB Defensive Player of the Year. I think, to me, the other the other favorite, if you had to pick one, would be Brook Lopez. Yeah, I mean, I think this is... The key for the Bucks is just how healthy Brook Lopez is, right? Like, yeah. the way he's able to move, it opens up so many opportunities. And, and you know, defensively, he's able to take on guys... And 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 really kind of he he's kept them afloat, you know, besides Giannis, I think, in this early start of the season. And I think that's the thing that kind of has caught everybody's eye is yeah, he's definitely looking like a potential defensive player of the year. OG and Anobi's looking like one as well. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few other candidates that we're gonna have to start keeping an eye on. But it's it's those two guys right there at the top. And if Lopez can stay healthy, it goes a long way for this team. I mean, his ability to move, he's been dattling back issues. You yeah. know, when you have those issues, it really hampers your mobility and, and him being able to have that mobility early on. It's a problem. It's a, it's scary for other teams because he's able to move around and then it allows Giannis to play free safety, which like, good Lord, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, no, no. You, have, you have Inspector Gadget with his uh, go-go stretch arms playing on the weak side coming over. Like, come on, man. Like, that's tough. And I, and I feel that way about the, the, the Raptors defense too, in the sense of like, God, all these wings mm-hmm. with incredible wingspan, you know, like just getting the ball up the court is a challenge uh, against Toronto. But, you know, scoring in the paint against Milwaukee is a challenge for the same reason. It's basically like it's basically impossible. I mean, obviously, they, they really stack their defenses, right? You know, they, they they play a lot of drop coverage. But to the point about Lopez, I've, I've been really impressed because obviously, you know, him not being available for so much of last season really hampered their chances. They were still very successful because, you know, they still have Giannis and, and some pretty other good players there. But. Um, just watching Brooke these days. I mean, I was watching their game against the uh, the Cavs, where the Cavs got off to like a great start. They were they were hitting a lot of threes, and they were up like double digits in the first half. And then the <laughs> and then the Bucks just ran them over. I think Giannis might have had like eight end to end dunks. Um, Brooke Lopez was hitting threes. Javon Carter comes in and, and nails tough shots, even though you never really expected offense from him in the past. And yeah, even just watching Lopez in that game, like he he gets down in a stance and he's low and he's 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 in a you know, he's crouching for a guy who's seven foot tall and he's actually getting low and, and playing great defense to corral both the ball handler and the roller. Like, yeah, if, if he manages to stay healthy, which is a big if he's 34 years old, but if he manages to stay healthy, then that's 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 the Bucks team that won the championship. 
I mean, he he master, he has mastered drop coverage, and I think yeah. that's the 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 ultimate thing. You know, is is he really has gotten to the point now where he knows when to one to really step up and drop coverage and one to continue to hang back. And I think that's kind of the big difference in, in that end for them. And, and that's why their defense is just so damn good. Yeah. And of course, when they get Middleton too, I mean, he's not a bad defender. Uh, and obviously he's so talented offensively. It is, it does feel like it's taking a while for him to come back, but I guess they have literally no need to rush him whatsoever. So what happens this is a luxury you have as a championship team. And it's like, yeah, well, whether we have him or not, it doesn't really matter. Like Grayson Allen hit seven threes or, Javon Carter will come in and give you a 30 piece. Like it doesn't really make sense, but you know, they're just able to, 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 to roll by. I mean, when you look at the rest of the conference, um, there's a couple of teams, I would say probably Brooklyn. Now that they're playing a, a lot more cohesively, I think they're, they're sort of making a, a push. Um, obviously Philadelphia, Toronto, Atlanta, Cleveland, maybe if you want to be generous, include Miami in that mix. Although I don't think they're the same team as last year. Um, yeah, I mean, any of those teams, like, is there is there a move that those kind of teams can make or is there some sort of jump that those teams can sort of um, try to develop into? Because right now, it's looking very much like we're going to have a repeat of, of of Boston and and Milwaukee as the top of the, 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 the conference. Well, I think, you know, it's just, you said it at the start, the, the how compact everything is. It's a three and a half game difference from third place in the Eastern Conference to 12th. Like that's, that's absurd. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. there's been really no separation within that mix. So you have a bad week. You can go from being a potential playoff team to, okay, we're looking at the lottery. It's, <laughs> it's, it's that simple, you know, and it's, it's going to be tight. I feel like this is going to be a mashup of teams. Like, you know, one team you didn't mention Washington surprising mm-hmm. everybody with how well they're playing. Porzingis yep. has been awesome with, with everything that he's doing and, and defense. And again, another guy that's looking really healthy and, and, upright i think you i think when you talk about like what moves can teams do i think there's going to be a question for a lot of these teams as we get closer to the trade deadline you know and 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 we know the rumors will start to pick up around december 15th when we get closer to around that point the teams are going to have to decide are they buyers or sellers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know like i just i never discount miami just for the pure fact if they find a way to make a trade with absolutely garbage yeah and get 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 like players. Well, they signed Jimmy like, Butler with like no cap space that year. I mean, they, they, they got Jimmy Butler and it cost him Josh Richardson. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, okay. You know, it's like, all right, well, you know, we, we can talk about the, uh, uh, the Kyle Lowry and maybe that, that deal hasn't panned out as well as they would have liked so far. Yeah. Although he's been playing great, Yeah, yes. but again, it, it, you know, and precious to chew has been awesome <clears throat> for the Raptors, but still like, didn't cost them so much, no. you know, in that sense. And I think you're you're looking at it from this team. I just don't discount Riley, but all these teams can a small tweak, and they could shoot up mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. rankings. Just a right opportunity, lightning in the bottle. Schedule lines up properly, and they get going. I'll be interested to see what happens with Brooklyn because you're right; they're playing better. Uh, Simmons went out and and didn't finish the game against Orlando. I think it was an ankle, and. We'll have to see if he can kind of stay healthy, but I want to see if their defense can stay up to the to snuff when Ky, uh, Kyrie Irving's playing way more minutes. Yeah, because with him on the floor, your defense is just going to suffer. Yeah, but you know what? I, I am seeing more commitment on that. I think Jock Vaughn's actually done a good job of just like keeping that team calm 
right? Obviously, they went through. They were probably the most hectic team at the start of the season. It was like somehow they won. Probably. Up, they won up the Lakers. They're, yeah, you're right. There's no probably they, there. They were the most hectic team, hectic team in, in all of sports almost. It's, yeah. It's a, a competition between them and the Browns, I think. it's uh, it's It was just chaos. Yeah. No, but I, I think Jacques has gotten at least just focus on playing basketball. I think Royce O'Neal has actually been a really nice support piece for them. Obviously, Utah stepped up for them before he got hurt. Um, and then the rest of the team, like, obviously they can score. And, and you know, KD gives them such a high base when he's uh, when he's healthy. And he's been that this season. And, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not a fun team to go up against. The Raptors already lost twice against them. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Washington. I mean, Washington and, and Indiana are kind of like the flying ointments for me when I'm looking at uh, the standings here. Because I'm just like, I wasn't expecting for them to be in the Raptors range. In, this, in the Pacers case, they first off, they beat the Raptors as well. Um, but you know they're they're twelve and eight, and this is a team that a lot of uh, people coming into the season probably thought, well, you know they're probably gonna tank. Who knows? You know this is like the Pacers embracing the tank for the first time, and then all of a sudden they're twelve and eight. You know um, they have like seven guards in the rotation, and they're all good. They they fire threes. You know Tyrese Halliburton hasn't turned the ball over in like a month. Feels like. Um, it's been unbelievable. Yeah, like forty assists and no turnovers. That's that's one of the most ridiculous stats I've ever I've actually seen um, from any guard. But seriously though, like what's what's the deal here? Like, are, are they going to continue to be this competitive throughout the season between Indiana and, and Washington? Because right now they're they're in, they're in playoff spots. Yeah, I mean they're one of those teams that have to decide. Like, hey, are we actually going to be sellers? Because Buddy Heald and Miles Turner were on the block forever mm-hmm. yeah. for this team, you know, and and they have to decide, are we going to actually be sellers or let's go with it? And I think as long as they're in the top six range, I think they got to be stay with what they got. I think they're getting great sort of connectivity amongst the team. I mean, Halliburton's an all-star and if he's not, it's going to be criminal this year. Yeah, I think the, the, what you're watching from this team, you're getting good play from guys like rookies, Benedict Matherin. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're playing well together and they understand that the only way they're going to play is together. You don't get a lot of stuff where it's like, wow, that's really selfish or really one-on-one play from them yeah. and things like that. And they don't have the talented enough talented guys to play that way. So the, the, the way they're playing is unbelievable. They defend man. Mm. They defend so hard and, and, and so well, I watched them play the Lakers and, you know, overcome a 17-point deficit in the fourth quarter. Part of it was the Lakers playing like morons. But also, I mean, that yeah. was the Pacers completely capitalizing on everything and making every big play after that. Like, mm-hmm. this is a team that you watch and you just say, like, man, they they got a lot of talent and a lot of good basketball players. Benedict Matherin is a guy I think he's going to win Rookie of the Year and potentially Sixth Man of the Year. And I think you watch his team and I just say, like, I'm with you. I had no expectations of this team yeah. to do this. And now I'm like, man, like this is a team that might be in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, Indiana is an interesting team to me to watch because they're like one of the more, they're, they're, they're so distant from the way the Raptors, you know, build their team, right? You got, you got Halliburton, you got Matherin, Buddy Heels in that rotation. He's a big part of it. Um, Duarte, he's starting to get back healthy. He's another guard. Neesmith has been playing. He's a guard. Uh, TJ McConnell, Andrew Nemhart, like, the Raptors at best play two guards in the rotation, right? And and this is a team that's, you know, if the Raptors are all forwards, like this team is mostly all guards. Like, yeah, I think Turner does a really good job of, you know, holding down the paint. And obviously they need him to do that, right? Which is probably going to be one of the bigger hesitations for them is like, you know, if we have a good team here, let's be real. This is Indiana. If we have a good team, we're not just going to trade all that for a 2029, you know, Lakers pick in, in, in some sort of far off kind of scenario when we're in a playoffs mode and, and there's good vibes around the team. Um, 
you know, that's it's interesting, right? Because you're not seeing that kind of team build uh, of late where, where, where teams kind of going on guards. Like, across the league, teams are kind of building these, like, freakish tall ball teams, the way OKC is doing it, the way the Raptors are doing it, the way Orlando's doing it. I mean, that's interesting to you, right? Like, the, the fact that right. they've gone in the direction where it's, it's like six, seven guards in the rotation, and, and, they're, and they're just killing it from the three-point line. And they're capitalizing on that. All right, you guys aren't going to take all these good guards? Cool, we'll take the good guards. Mm. You know, and I think that's something that's an interesting sort of view of it, you know, and, and I think we always praise the teams that zig when everybody else is zagging. That's kind of what they're doing and how they're building. It's not that different than Cleveland last year playing big, right? I mean, yeah. it, they were the ones that made Laurie Markin in a, four, a three, excuse me. Yeah. And I think that's something you're going like, wow, that's interesting. I don't know if he could hold up. And then sure enough, held up pretty well all last season. I think you're, when you're a team like Indiana, you need to find ways to compete. It's so hard to always just say, we're going to find all the wings. And let's be honest, Toronto's had a head start. Uh, They've yeah. been doing this for quite a while in terms of finding all these long wings. I think the, the area of need for them is at some point they are going to need a wing to, to, to compete and so on. But right now, with the way they're set up, there's no reason to rush anything. I think even 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 trading Turner, which which might be a, something that they might do at the deadline because they don't think they could re-sign him, so they get something for him. But even then, there's no reason to shake anything up with how good this team's playing right now. They got a great vibe around them. Yeah, no, they they really do, and I think it, it really helps to have a to n- number one guy like Halliburton who is so happy making plays. Like you know, it, it really helps the team culture. I think too, because your number one guy isn't just a guy who's trying to put up thirty and get themselves to the all NBA team for the first time or, you know, get themselves a max contract. I think his approach to the game is actually really refreshing. Plus he's just like, he has great vision. I mean, like you look at that game winner where he kind of hit that quote after the game. He's like, yeah, I have four seconds left. You know, I drove in, I looked in the right, uh, the right corner. Uh, AD was kind of there and he might've made a hard close out. Then I looked in the paint and LeBron was, was digging in because AD was about to stunt out to the three point line. And so therefore I, I, I pivoted on my left foot and then threw a cross court pass to them hard for the open three and the game winner. I'm like, damn, you really process all of that? Like in like, I don't know, like two seconds. That, that's, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, that's, that's, what, that's the difference between the great guards, right? Being able to see that and, and, and understand what they're seeing and where the ball needs to go based on that information and being able to do it so quickly. That's mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah. Um, so a couple of teams in the East that have made, not all in moves, but big moves, obviously, to try to improve themselves and, and, and climb up a tier. Atlanta, Cleveland, and I will include New York in this because obviously they, they they moved heaven and earth to get Jalen Brunson. And and by the way, he, he's done really well for the Knicks, and the Knicks are you know five hundred right now, uh, just a game under. Um, yeah, what what do you think the returns are on some of those teams? Like, do you think obviously I think Cleveland's pretty happy. I think they're probably the closest one to jumping into that top tier, but I, I still think they're until they get a proper small forward. Like, I just saw Isaac Okoro shoot one of 11 from, from the field. Um, until they got a proper small forward, uh, I, I just, I'm not going to be putting them uh, in that top-tier status just yet. But, yeah, I mean, th- those teams made big moves. And so far, I mean, do you think they're happy with what, what they're getting? I think if you're Cleveland, you're ecstatic. Because I think this is a team that's a year away, you know, maybe two. But you're right. They got a hole at the, power, at the, at the swing spot, and they just need to find a, a viable 3 and D guy. And I think they're right at that next level. Mm. Ultimately, I just think they're a team that's, I, I they're just too young right now still. I still want to see, you know, like 
They need to make the playoffs and have a full experience. You know, last year they get in the playing tournament, they lose. Yeah. You know, they, they need to make a, a, uh, experience the playoffs and, and so on. And the most important thing is Donovan Mitchell is great for them being the, the closer down the stretch. I think they, they, they have everything they need just minus that swing spot. Mm. Once they figure that out, yeah, then, there's then they'll be good. Then they'll be good to go. But right now it's probably a year too early for them. I think if you're the Hawks, I mean, I'm disappointed in the Hawks. Yeah. And, it, and, and, and really what disappoints me more than anything else is the lack of creativity from Nate milk, Nate McMillan and his coaching staff. Yeah. The, the, I, my concern when they traded for DeJounte Murray and everybody went nuts when they got Murray and were like, this is going to be great. You know, this is, they're going to be awesome. They're going to be one of the top teams in the East. I said, man, it can't be your turn, my turn. And that's exactly how they play on offense right now. Mm-hmm. There needs to be more interaction and more playing off of each other between Murray and young than we've seen so far. That's the only way it works is if they play off of each other and work with each other, running pistol actions or or running movements and screening for each other, and then finding a way to incorporate John Collins. I, I just think the way they're playing right now, I'm like, this is a team that's probably where they're at, a 500 team. And and, and then the Knicks, listen, they were they were they're several pieces away, but the first big piece they got is Jalen Brunson. He's been and great. we've seen the dividends, right? Yeah. When you have a competent point guard, we've seen the difference of what it looks like. Yeah, I, I've actually Weirdly enough, like, I actually really like Nick fans. I think they really, because they're so used to losing, like, any little bit of winning they get, they really appreciate it. It's actually very sweet to see. And I think when you see, like, just the type of point guards that New York has sort of put out there over the years, you know, like, aside from Jeremy Lin for a couple of weeks, like, it's just been such a struggle for them. And so to, to have Jalen Brunson, who is a really good point guard, I mean, you maybe even debate if he's top 10 NBA point guards. This season, I think he is. Um but even just having that level of player, like they're they're just uh, cherishing him so much. I'm seeing a lot of uh, Jalen Brunson stand accounts, which is uh, again very adorable. Um, yeah, I mean the Atlanta thing though, that's the one that's disappointing to me. I mean, like, look, the Raptors lost them because Scotty missed that layup, and also because the Raptors put one of the worst full court traps I've ever seen. <laughs> what were they doing, man? <laughs> yeah, what the... were they doing? Keep the ball in front of you. It didn't make, it didn't make any sense. I, I thought the only guy who did their job in that possession was was. Probably Thad Young, just because you wanted to deny the pass initially to to Trey, which I'm I'm fine with that idea because you have a five on four advantage because no one was guarding the ball or guarding the inbound. But but yeah, I don't know that that possession made no sense absolutely. But I mean, like the Raptors should have beaten them twice already, and just watching them from afar, it's just like the fact that they're thirtieth in attempt rate for threes, um, the fact that they're twenty second in offensive rating, and you know, like Trey's so talented, but even when the Raptors played them. He was just trying to drive the ball like prime, you know, Russell Westbrook or, or John Wall. And he's very good at getting downhill. He's got that little floater game. He's got the, the lob to Capella. But it just, as you mentioned, like it's just the creativity there offensively is just not there. And I mean, the big problem is Trey Young wants to play like James Harden. Okay. He wants the ball in his hands the whole time. And like Luca wants to dominate the ball the whole time, wants to run, pick and roll, and then create everything for everybody. It's not going to pan out for them. Yeah. It's, 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 and, and maybe it sucks. He's small. There's a big difference between the size of James Harden and, and Luka Doncic who get to the line a ton off of it and, and everything. And not to say that he doesn't, but the size of it makes it much more difficult. They're way more physical than he is with how they play and everything that goes with it. He needs to incorporate his teammates more. He needs to play a little bit more like Steph. Mm. I'm not saying abandon the pick and rolls. 
but he needs to set screens to get open. He needs to find other opportunities, running off pin downs and things like that. I'm just disappointed when I watch this offense. I look at it going like, you guys are doing the same things you did last year, and you're putting DeJounte Murray in the corner. He's not a good three-point shooter. No. You live with that if you're the defense. Cool. I'm going to crowd the paint. If he's going to shoot corner threes, all right, it's not ideal, but I'd rather that than give up dunks to Capella or floaters to Young or or, or, or threes and things like that. I think that's kind of the problem that they're playing with. Yeah. No, it's uh, that one's disappointing so far, even though I think, you know, they did start the season well and, and they were above 500. Um, but when you just look at them, you know, they're siding up late. And also there's that weird little immaturity with them. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, it's not like I, I thought Trey Young and, like, DeJounte Murray were, like, grizzled veterans who always do the right thing because they're, they're kind of far from that. But, like, I don't know. I'm just like, you guys are really, like, starting beast with the Houston Rockets? The Houston Rockets are like AAU team. What are you doing? But and not even that. They, they sit there and start – right. They sit there and try to clown the Rockets and then blow the lead. Yeah. They blow a lead against Miami in the to start the second half. Miami completely ran them off the court in the second half. Mm. They – they blow a lead against Philly, who had everybody out except Joel Embiid, basically. Yep. And and you're you're watching them, and I'm just going, you guys, like, there's a level of, of being more more aware of the moment and and how to do things. It's the immature is a, is one way to put it, but I also just think in general they they just lose their focus. Yeah. Like they felt like they had these games in hand, and they just completely blew it. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, Mo. Appreciate you. I think uh, I think. You know, Raptor fans, we should all forgive Mo. Um, because tr- <laughs> truly, you're just one of the guys on Twitter who are like, you're not trying to offer hot takes. Obviously, you, you have observations and all that stuff, but you, you watch the film really closely. It's it's You learn a lot just from following your account and just watching the, the little clips that you put out there. Your Twitch streams are pretty good. I've checked those out as well. And, and, and yeah, you know, like, look, look, at the start of the season, OG was a bit of a trade candidate, and then he played really well, and now no one's ever going to try to trade OG. Like, it, you know, he, this, he played that's himself out of it. He played himself out of it and into a potential defensive player of the year. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was just reading the land on October 18th. Now I'm reading it again here on November 30th. There we go. All right, Mo. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We're going to take a uh, break right here. I'm your host, Walu, and you're listening to The Raptor Show on the Sports Night Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers Sportsbook award-winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Smart takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wolu, joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong, the second segment, who has been kind enough to take over point duties as we uh, look to wrap up the show here in 20 minutes. Alex, what's going on, man? Nice new haircut, by the way. Yeah, cool. shouts, um, shouts to my barber, Hannah. Yeah. Promised her a shout-out on Friday's show, but then realized I'm not going to be here on Friday. Right, right, right. So can you just, can I leave a note in the doc? Can you just shout her up? Yeah, no, up top? no, no problem, no problem. Yeah. yeah. It's good, man. You look, uh, you look, you look, you look younger, which is good. Ah, uh, thanks. Yeah. You never really looked that old, to be honest. But yeah, uh, yeah. This you, you do look younger. With yeah, it's that. like you know, thirty-eight. Yeah. Can you do something for me? Oh, bro. 
Hey, have you checked your Spotify wrapped? Are you one of those people? I, I did check my Spotify wrapped. Okay. Yeah. You want my Spotify wrapped results? Yeah. I think people would love to hear more about your life. Um. Okay, hold on. Yeah. What was... Okay, so I'm going to turn off the sound on my phone. Yeah. What do you want? My top artists? Yeah, well, top I, love, I would love to hear your top artists. Okay, this, this Spotify is freezing on me now. That's oh, man. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, shout out to, to everyone who posted that the Raptor Show is their top podcast that they Yo. listen to. Shouts to... Uh, That's how I knew that the Spotify rap had, had come back around because well, I literally woke up to like 20 messages of people being like, hey, this is the the, the show I listened to the most this year and it's amazing. And it was really cool to see, man. No, su- super appreciative. Shouts to uh, super fan at Sentimental Egg on Yo, Twitter, aka out. DJ Wilson fan account. <laughs> and now she, she's rebranded as Coloco Propaganda Account as well. <laughs> so... Shouts to Raptors fans doing double duty. Happy oh. hump day. 29,374 minutes. Yes, Spotify said she listened to the Raptors. That's the show line for. from Rent. Oh, yo, I know that song. That song is heat. Um, seasons, of, uh, seasons of Love. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, sh- shouts to all the fans out there keeping us top of the charts. By the number way, 29,000 minutes is like roughly 20 days. Yeah. 20 days of yeah. listening to us. How That's many, almost a month. How many marathons do you think that is? That's a lot of marathons. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, uh, I mean, the Panther Pod alone is is one marathon. Yeah, two marathons for some people. Actually. Yeah, no, I really appreciate everybody. Um, um, okay, so I finally got Spotify to work. Oh, thank you. My top artist this year, FKJ, as you know, big fan of FKJ. Mm. Uh, Drake. Okay, yeah. Why are you saying like no one's heard of Drake? You know Drake? <laughs> <laughs> Nux. You know Nux? No, no. All right, big, big, big tunes out of the UK. Okay. Anders. Just I don't even know how Anders and Meter made it on. Yeah. Yeah. You're a very eclectic person, man. Yeah, I try yeah, to tell yeah. people this. People think you're just basketball. No, like, it's no. not true. There's some strange songs on here. I'm Ask not Will about, like, world history. He knows about the backstory of, like, every country. Uh, you know. Ask him about different foods. Like, you know, even different sports. You've been talking sure. soccer nonstop. No, I have been talking soccer nonstop. Yeah. Oh, is that Messi? Did Messi get the penalty here? Oh, God. Oh, brother. Anyways. I know Derek's in the back ready to hate. Shouts to Brandeo. Uh, he's already hitting. He says it's not a pen. Let's see what we've got for hump day news yeah. items. Um, oh, by I, the way, I, yeah, what's up for the, for the Spotify thing? They they tell your breakdown between music and, and podcasts. Okay. Oh, Spotify. Oh my God, no. Li- live live World no Cup way. reactions. This is what people. No way. This is what people are here for. Yeah. No way. He bricked it. Oh man, that's tough. Great save by Chesney though. But um, Great no segment. seriously though, like, are, are you more of a podcast person or a music person? Um, I think I'm like 50-50. Really? Yeah, Damn. I gotta be honest. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like 80% podcast. Really? It was like, okay. you know, your favorite artist is, is FKJ and, and you like Drake, but guess what? You like David Thorpe and True much more. <laughs> nah, man. They said you listening to OVO Thorpe. <laughs> Yo, honestly? You listening to OVO Low? No, I'm not, OVO no. Windhorse? Of course, those are all on the top. Those are all on the top five, Yo, man. What's going on, man? Oh, yeah. Oh. No, it was like, it was like I listened to 50,000 minutes. Yeah. It was like 8,000 was, was music, yeah. and then 42 was, was, was podcasts. Well, here's the thing with podcasts, too, and I guess you don't do this with music, is podcasts, you can play it at the faster speeds. That is true. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like, I don't know what your standard speed is. 1.2. Okay. A respectable 1.2. I like to go 1.5, mm. and then if a React pod is a win, I go 2.0. <laughs> if it's a loss, I go about 2.5. That's crazy, though. Why yeah. are you listening? I just want to hear you like a chipmunk fast, when you're man. really mad. No, this guy wants to hear me like read the... Twista and Slow Jams, man. No, it's um, it's a great experience. Anyways. This guy's Aisha Taylor saying, I need you to go faster. Oh, God. Um. Anyways, uh, IG, IG Ananobi. 
IG, I don't know, but yes. Posted on Instagram for the first time in, I believe, around two years. Mm. Yesterday. This yeah. seems like a continued push to get himself into the spotlight. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie to you. So first off, I mean, I don't have Instagram, so I found this news out on Twitter. Mm. Uh, there's a whole economy of, like, aggregating Instagram posts for Twitter, okay, which is actually really interesting to me. But, um, mm. yeah, so I, I saw this, and I was like, ooh, OG posted. I wonder what he posted. It's a generic photo of himself. Yeah, some game photos, right? I think there's, like, a slideshow of three <laughs> I game it was photos. I like, some content, but no. Yeah. Wow, messy. That's... That's tough. But, you know, this is kind of like, you know, you build up the mystique. And then when you show up once in a while, you get people to react. A lot of former teammates. It, it was like it was like a Coachella of, like, former Raptors mm. in, in the comment section, including DeLon Wright, Matt Thomas, DeWan Hernandez. Right. I saw a Mailman 24. I was like, who is this? It was Ish Wainwright. Yeah. yeah. Ishmael. Malcolm Miller. Ishmael, man. Who I believe, oh, oh God, um, who I believe is playing in China at the moment. I don't Ooh. know why that's relevant. Malcolm Miller. Malcolm Miller's in China? Yeah. So we're going to call him? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, not right now. No, nah, we're about it's to call him on WeChat. This, I, don't know if, I don't know if Opal works with WeChat. <laughs> Yo, actually, that's a good question. <laughs> no, Derek's going to be oh, calling man. him. It's going to be wild, man. Oh, man. Classic he's going to get that DHL Express scam <laughs> message on his phone. <laughs> classic segment in the making. We're getting there. Yeah. Oh, what else, man? Oh. Yeah, anyways, I did put in a request because I know, you know, there's a lot of a lot of buzz about OG Ananobi. Mm. And I think people yeah. do want him to continue making this push. So you think this is a PR move? Well, is okay. what you're saying? This is kind of how some of these things work, right? Like, you, you know, if you want to make a push for yourself, right, you can talk to the media and you can kind of make that push. But to be honest, like, who has more followers, right? Like mm. OG Ananobi or Josh Lundberg. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I know that's your goat, but like, come on. It's Shows, not, it's, it's, there's levels to this. Shows right? to so, J-Lo, if I'm so, allowed. So like yeah. for OG, like, you know, it's it's a lot easier for, for most athletes these days to get their own message out, spread their own propaganda. We saw even Pascal, right? Coming back, right? We make the whole documentary uh, series with, 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 with Red, uh, Bull? Red Bull. Yeah. And it looked great. And it was awesome. And, and it really helped to sort of continue to build and craft his, his, his brand and his narrative. Like, I think, Right now, there's so much of athletes telling their own stories, right? And so you kind of do need some participation on their front. And this is OG saying to, you know, or, or his agent or whoever, just telling him, like, look, you know, you got to, like, put the word out. You know what I mean? This reminds me of when we were at Yahoo and our boss at that time, Dan Tone, who's also here with us now. But, you know, TT sat me down one day and he's like, hey, you know, well, do you know Instagram? And I'm like, of course I know Instagram. He's like, so why don't you have it? <laughs> Oh, right. Right? Why are you just on Twitter? Like, it's not going to be enough for you. Like, you you know, you can grow your, your career by sort of, you know, branching out to these sort of things. And then that's ultimately why you run Willow Fitz now. Because yeah, everybody follow no. Willow Fitz. I think yeah. we're approaching maybe 2,500 followers. Yeah. Yeah. Still not reading your DMs. No catfish going on there. Yeah. Okay. Everything is good. All right. Um. Anyways. So, yeah, this is what I'm... Uh, this, anyway, this is... Someone probably came to OG and said, like, if you help yourself here. Yeah. yeah. So, this you know, easy stuff. Try, yeah. Trying to get, you know, hopefully at some point OG and Anobi will sit down with you for for an interview. Okay, great. And, yeah. and you know, we know, you know, OG is a different type of cat when it comes to interviews. <laughs> I don't know if there's a better way to put that. He's different. Yeah. He's, Everyone he's, knows what we're he's definitely built different. Yeah. So I thought we could just do some prep. You know, I actually think you need some prep. I, I to, do. To, yeah. like, to like, you know, hit someone. You've interviewed OG before and you know how it is. So, yes, like, you need to get into the rhythm. So I pulled up some, like, icebreaker questions for you. Mm. <laughs> you're like, Alex, you've been off for two days. What have you been cooking up? This is what you've been cooking this up. This is what I cooked up. So this is a, so, this is a website. Yeah, so we're just going to do a quick kind of, like, you know, couple minutes. You know, hit me up. I'm going to be in OG mode. So you're going to hit me up and interview me. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of deep in the pandemic. <laughs> oh, we were, we were down so bad for content <laughs> when we were at Yahoo that we cosplayed 
reporters yeah. in, no, in just, a press conference. I really think you need the so, prep. I so really you're, think, you're, at least this is a step up. You're cosplaying the players now. So yeah. you're going to be OG. Yeah. I'm going to be preparing for this interview because everyone knows OG obviously gives short answers. So mm. you need to prepare. Like, let's find, if I interview Fred, I probably need to prepare seven questions for a 15 minute interview. Yeah. I think the right? key here for you is like, you know, you I gotta, might need yeah. seven, 70. No, you got to learn to ask, like, interview. you know, follow up questions and try to, like, you know, get him into a conversation. Mm. Right, so right. I think this is a challenge here because, you know, you're, you're a great interviewer, but I'm always pushing you to, to be better, you know? Okay, follow-up yeah. questions. Right, right. Yeah, or, or okay. like, you know, see, like, how you can get him to, like, actually open up. Yeah, Because that's, that's why he's become a favorite of the other network. And, like, you know, we got to, we gotta you know, yeah, well, we got to step right. it up on our end. You're right, you're right. So these are icebreaker questions. Yeah, let's go. And you're going to be OJ and OB, Yeah, take right? this seriously as, as I am. Okay, hey. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're here with OJ and OB at practice, OG. Uh, you're doing great this year. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, get to know you a little bit better, you know, get your personality out there, in addition to the fact that you're one of the leading candidates for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, first question here, how many questions, or how many languages can you speak? Uh, one. Okay. What, what language is that? That's English. A, that's a follow-up question. You see that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's your middle name? Um, it's on Wiki. No, I can't, man. This is going to be so hard. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite strange food combination? I usually eat pretty normal. Mm. Um, what, what kind of food, though? Like, what, what the, the city of food? Just depends. What cuisine? Um, just depends on what part of the city I'm in. Mm. Well, what's your favorite place? Kind of where just my teammates like to go. Where do they like to go? Uh, just different places around the arena. Wow. Okay. Uh, where did you grow up? Uh, it's on the wiki. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Um, what's your favorite hobby? Uh, I play basketball for a living. Uh, b- besides basketball? Uh, just hang out. Mm. Okay. Uh, if you could be anywhere You're in the world You're not asking good right follow-ups <laughs> right now, man. You're letting all these skate by. You know this is actually what's going to happen, though? Oh, I know. He's going to give you, like, you know, the straight-up, down-the-middle answer. I'm not even kidding. The last time I interviewed OG, I had a list of, no, like, but that's what I'm saying. 50 questions. You actually need this prep. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. let's keep going. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. If you could be anywhere in the world right now, where would you be? Scotiabank Arena. Really? Yeah. What's your favorite thing about Scotiabank Arena? I play basketball for a living. <laughs> Are you a listener or a talker? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. This is a real question on here. A little bit of both. Mm. Yeah. What do you prefer to do? Um, depends. Depends if I'm, if I'm talking or not. Damn, that, that really is something OG would say. Yeah. What's, what's your last song? I study on OG interviews for a living, man. Uh, last song, um, I'm not sure. I use Apple. Okay, what's your last song on Apple Music? I'm not sure. Okay, w- who's in your Apple Music uh, festival? Uh, just kind of, just kind of shuffle. Okay, <laughs> did you have an iPod shuffle at any point? Um, I'm, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, are you a backseat driver? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the question. No, like you know, when, when you're sitting in the back of a 2001 Honda Civic, mm. do you try to give directions? Are you saying to the uh, driver like, "Hey, no, no, take no, a left no. Here. I, I don't think so. Okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Do you drive? Uh, not usually. What about on the basketball court? Yeah, yeah, I try. Why, why, do, you, why do you travel on one, one-fifth of your drives? <laughs> All right, man, this is when PR steps in. I'm telling you, though, I'm telling <laughs> this you. This is hard. No, man. but I'm telling you, though, like, it's going to, you need to, like, you need to get him to open up on mm, something, right? Yeah. Because the 15 minutes is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And it's, like, very discouraging if you're getting the same type of responses right you know what i think we need to we, i need to design questions that trap him into an answer where he can't say i don't know or it depends yeah. but it's hard though because he can always find a way mm. to get there mm. 
I mean, we'll see if the interview actually happens. Well, I mean, first off, yeah, that's a big if. But no, I think it'll be really cool. Um, and and honestly, last time I interviewed OG, it was actually it was actually really chill. Like I asked him things like, "Who are your top three hardest players to guard in the NBA?" Yeah. And he gave good answers to that. Obviously, no. it was KD and LeBron. And then the third guy he said was Bradley Beal, which I actually was a little surprised by. All jokes aside, I think I think a lot of people, including reporters, want OG to to share more and talk more about just you know mm. basketball. Mm. Not even just like you know we like to ask them like fun things about their lives and stuff. But like, how often have we heard OG talk about just the craft? Yeah. Of defense. No, and you're everything, right. right. And I'm sure right. you want to dive into that with him yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll so, talk about the craft of defense. Yeah. What do you want to do when you retire? <laughs> I don't think that far. So why not? Anyways, that's it for that one. Um, so, <laughs> man, those are that's tough. You 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 did a really good OG. No, like I'm just I'm just telling you, like it's not it's going to be a challenge. It's not going to be like a Christian Coloco Thad Young type situation. Who, who's our backup option if if PR says no to AG? <laughs> Everyone is our backup. Oh, anybody we else? roll in and say please give us whoever. No, nah, we're we're about to get Ron Harper Jr. Man, I'm about to that's ask fine. Ron Harper Jr. what he's going to do when Shows he retires. Jr. Manitad, man. Um, so, uh, the other thing, let's see what other hump day news items there are. Uh, the Raptors were recently asked to choose between Bobby Webster or Masai Ujiri in a two on two basketball game. Mm. And there were, you know, mixed results. People, some people pick Bobby. I think some people pick Masai cause he's the boss man. Yeah. I don't know if we have a lot of evidence of the two of them hooping, like actually seeing it. It's all been anecdotal. Uh, I feel like, I feel like you've seen Bobby hit a couple jumpers. In a practice setting, uh, maybe per sources, and yeah. I, I said this when I interviewed Bobby last year. But per sources, his his range is 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 Curry esque. Okay, you know, yeah, um, doesn't matter which one, Seth Curry, Del Curry, <laughs> Steph Curry, one of those three. Man, he, right. he's he's Curry esque with the jumper. And then the one time mm. I actually seen him shoot was yeah, we were at practice one day, and uh, you know the the team had wrapped up, and then the the Raptors assistant staff or some well, like just like Raptors staffers like to play a little team game sometimes. Mm. And so he was coming out, warm up with the team game. He literally walked into the court, had to walk the length of the floor, and just kept doing the wraparound, you know, with the ball around his waist, like oh, Gilbert okay. Arenas free throw style. Yeah. You know that? And then he, like, stepped on the three-point line and immediately switched to a three. Okay. So, so there is know, some game there. He's one for one in my eyes. Man, that'd be sick, man. Like, you and Bobby versus me and Masai. First of all, I'd be holding oh, the door. First of all, I'd be grabbing water from Masai <laughs> holding the door for like, him. Here's a screen assist for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, maybe we could set that up for charity, man. But Masai actually played pro ball, though. Yes, yeah. that is correct. But it was like in Denmark or something. Yeah, I think I would go with Bobby. I think I'd probably go with yeah, Bobby, too. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Bobby could hoop. Well, Bobby's another person. I know, you know, he's a friend of the program. Oh, yeah. He told me, by the way, that he's coming on the pod a, a little bit later in the, in the season. A oh, few yeah? Times, he but, made the uh, promise? It's not right now. Yeah. Okay, we're holding him to it? Well, no, we're holding to him. We yeah. need Bobby Webster banter pod, man. No. You I mean, that's, that's the thing is, I, I think I'm too broke for that conversation. You guys need to talk about generational yeah. wealth because that's that's sort of yeah, what I think that'd be cool, know? man. Because yeah, Bobby, yeah, has, like, Bobby has like to... the crazy rich Asians vibe of like, you know, I'm chill, I'm handsome, I have yeah, tons yeah, yeah, of money. Yeah. You know, it's it's different. Rich, it's a different class. Rich versus rich isn't the best conversation sometimes, though. Mm. But anyways. Okay. And now it's time for Between the Lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. The Toronto Raptors are in New Orleans tonight to take on the Pelicans. CJ McCollum and Brennan Ingram are out for New Orleans. That's big. For the Toronto Raptors, it's really just the long-term injuries right now yeah. with Otto Porter and Precious. Otherwise, the injury report is pretty clear. Raptors coming off an impressive win over Cleveland, facing a shorthanded Pelicans team on the road. A team that I feel like Pascal Siakam's always had success against. Yeah, I mean, he's... he's so Raptors are minus, so Raptors are minus two and a half favorites tonight on the road. 
Yeah, How do I you mean, feel, Will? I think recently they've struggled, right? Last season they went to New Orleans and they got like they got beat by like oh, 20 or something. Oh, yeah, like that, that was a five things night. Uh, that was a five things <laughs> night. I think I might have invented five things that night, actually. <laughs> um, that's the night it was born. That's the reverse buy one, get one. <laughs> the thing with New Orleans is they have a lot of like strong guys down low, right? Okay. Like, you know, it's just, it's really hard to, to handle that for the Raptors. Sure. Like, you know, obviously Embiid is still one matchup you know about, but mm-hmm. yeah, and this is to a lesser degree, but yeah, you know, we'll see what happens with JV, right? JV probably might put up like a 20-20 against the Raptors if he plays long enough in this game. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with Zion. Um, Zion hasn't really had a huge game against the Raptors. And by the way, if depending on how the Raptors want to match up, but most likely they'll put OG on Zion. Mm. If OG wants to continue that defensive player of the year, you know, campaign, besides putting up, you know, um, Getty Images photos on, on Instagram, um, you know, put... Put Zion Williamson on a stat muse poster. You know what I mean? Like hold okay. Zion to like ten points or something. All right, because it's easier to build propaganda off of that. Yeah. So right? this is the this is the DPOI uh, challenge for him. Yeah. Depoy. That's that's every that? game is every game's a depoy challenge. Um, <laughs> we need a better name. Yeah, that. I agree with you. That's that one's terrible. <laughs> we'll but, uh, yeah, though. I mean Herb Jones, uh, you know, is gonna give Pascal some issues defensively. But yeah. who knows? I mean, the way Pascal's playing right now, it's... No, at this point, I'm not worried about whoever's matched yeah. up on Pascal. The only Pascal. thing I'm a worried about is the Raptors, like, poor road form, man. They're just not good away from home this season. Well, you know, the roster's starting to become full again. Okay. So let's All see right. that. I'm looking at the schedule. I feel like a win streak here is coming. So they're on, they've won their last two. Got New Orleans tonight, Brooklyn on Friday, and then they have three games at home, Orlando, Boston, and the Lakers. Mm. I mean, Boston's going to be the big one. I'm really interested in that one, but yeah, I can I can see a win streak coming. Hey, listen, if a win streak comes at this point in the season with that schedule, mm-hmm. um, I think we would be very excited. And you get ready for another week of Raptor shows where we do propaganda pods. You know? Yeah, so. and so uh, the pick, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the pick here. I'm gonna go with Raptors. Take Raptors minus two and a half. That's a favorite to win on the road. I know you've been really it's a proud dicey, of. Man. No, yeah. I just they're just I'm just a little dicey on that one, but because okay. New Orleans does have depth as well. Okay. But I think I probably will lean no, let's Raptors go. as well. Let's go with the Raptors. I'm not super confident in this Over one. the Pelicans. Okay. That was Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. So we'll be back tomorrow to recap the game. Yep. And then we'll talk about, we'll review uh, Fred Van Vliet's appearance on How Hungry Are You? Some oh. interesting comments there. I if know you, you haven't can. watched that already, go on YouTube, go on Sportsnet. Sportsnet. Watch it. Check it out. It's amazing. It's been it, a great it, season. It feels like Serge is back on the team. Yeah. You know, whenever he does. Uh, it's been a great season. Happy hump day, everybody. Happy hump day. That does it for us today. I'm your host, Willu. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review. Thanks again to producer and co-host Alex Wong. Thanks to Mo Keel. Thanks to our board producer, Derek Brandeo, and Frank Baraska for helping with the YouTube stream. We'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.